I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hey everybody, welcome back to Oops the Podcast. I am Julio, joined by Francis, the man himself. Ellis, Francis, how you doing? Francis the Mantis. Francis the Mantis. Praying Mantis. I like that, dude. Yeah, man. I'm uh, I'm well, man. How are you? What's going on? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm excited about things sort of progressing. The vaccine rollout seems to have been pretty effective so far. Don't get mad at me if you disagree. But like, it just seems like they're vaccinating a lot of people. They say they're administering 3 million doses a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's looking like New York will be back to normal. They're saying by July, uh, all exciting things. Well, um, Europe, Europe is also saying that they might welcome American tourists. I think they've summer. already set the they date have. for it. And I had pretty much assumed that this big wedding that I was planning to go to in Jul- in August in Italy would be canceled. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited about all of the credit card points that I would be able to use (laughs) for a different purpose. That you now are not getting. And now I fear that I am going (laughs) to have to go to this wedding again. And I listen, this is one of my closest friends, so I will be so excited to go. I just, when when you're sitting on a pile of credit card points and you all of a sudden, you've been saving them for this, this wedding. And then all of a sudden you don't think the wedding's going to happen. You start looking at things that you could buy instead. Right. And you get excited about those things. And then the wedding's back on and you're like, ah, okay. Dude, totally. I'm I'm glad that, uh, you know, Hillary and I are planning to do a little Europe trip as well. So I tried my best to have it overlap with yours for the sake of the pod scheduling. And I'm glad that even though we had thought the Italy wedding would get canceled, we still scheduled it that way. Yeah. So yeah. that's pretty efficient. Of Dude, us. There, some guy hit me up with a really interesting uh, message, a, a, a conundrum, and I, I'd like to sort of summarize it because I want to get your opinion on it. Love it. Um, but I, because I, I can't find the DM, but I'm going to just sort of paraphrase. Cool. So this guy is a single guy or whatever. Actually, no, they gave him a plus one. So okay. he got invited to this wedding from a guy that he had been friends with either in high school or college, but hadn't really kept up with Mm -hmm. in a long, long time. So he gets invited to this wedding. The wedding is, I think, two weeks from now. Okay. So it's super close. And they gave him a plus one, which surprised him, given that (laughs) he's not close to these people. And also, he's not dating anyone. Mm -hmm. Right? Right, right. That is surprising. I I think you only get really a plus one if you're super serious with somebody, like if you're married or engaged. Right, and you're very close to the people getting married. Yeah, exactly. Especially in this day and age when people have so many sort of like kind of good friends, it's not unusual to be invited to a wedding without your significant other. And I have been told that if you get invited to a wedding without being given a plus one and then you ask the couple for a plus one, Mm -hmm. it's very rude. It sounds rude to me, yeah. Sounds rude to you? Yeah. <laughs> you don't think so? I completely agree. I, <laughs> it's just one of those things where people don't tell you these things when weddings start happening in your life. Yeah, it's true. So you break a lot of the rules of weddings. Wedicate. 
Wetiquette. Yeah. <laughs> wetiquette. Yeah. Wetiquette. It's nice. So let me ask you a question, dude, because I, I think I may have fucked up some wetiquette in the past. One of my cousins, this is like my, probably my closest cousin, if not her and her brother are my closest cousin. Um, she was getting married. I was going to bring my girlfriend at the time, person I was seeing, whatever. And she bails three days before the wedding. Yeah. And is like, sorry, I don't want to be this serious with you. Damn. Um, like I'm going to a wedding is too much. I don't want to do it. So I was devastated. Right. Wow. But I was like, you know what? Why should I have to go to this wedding and be miserable? So what I did the next night I had a show. I remember you've told me this before. Yeah. yeah. There, I think I mentioned on the pod, but uh, I, I don't, I'm not going to like, that's fine. That's fine. Keep it going. It's anyway, a great story. I see these girls in the front row. This girl is really cute. I ask her after the show, I give her my number as I'm walking out. She texts me and I'm like, do you want to go to a wedding with me this weekend? And she says, sure. And this girl, she kind of stuck out a bit. Like she wasn't like, so I just show up to this wedding with a random girl. First yeah. of all, is she that a really big forehead or something? No, she was cute. Is that, uh, is that bad wetiquette? That you swapped out a serious potential date who the wedding couple might have thought was coming. And then you brought someone else. I, I I'd RSVP'd for two and two days before that, my plus one bails. I think that if you're given a plus one, it's not up to the wedding couple who you bring. You are allowed okay. to bring a date. It's a plus one. That's the most uh, plus one is legitimately the most sort of bland, uh, all encompassing invitation. She was a stripper. Mm. Now I'm not and acting like that a, makes that's it different. It could that it it could be different. I thought she had a big forehead. It could be different, <laughs> but I will say this: stripper. she she was a she was a hit at the party. My mom loved her. I bet she was. People thought she was really nice. They were sort of confused by it. Did they and know she was a stripper? No, but on the drive up, we're getting to know each other. She's like, yeah, she's like, Bank of America is my favorite bank because they don't they tell me how much cash I can put in. So the people aren't suspicious. Yeah. Which, and she never actually said to me, I'm a stripper, but she was either a stripper or a, or an escort. Almost a hundred percent sure based on some of the other things yeah. and weird stories she told me, but she ended up, and I think this is an important detail is that she had a great showing at the wedding. Mm -hmm. People liked her. She was nice. She's a performer. She was respectful. Yeah. She was cool. She wasn't rude and unengaging. Like if you bring a random plus one to a wedding and it fucks up the vibe, doesn't matter what they do. That's bad. She dressed appropriately for the occasion. Yeah. For the most part, her makeup was a little unusual. Like there were things about her that was like, who is this girl? But do you think my cousins, my cousin harbors any resentment towards me about it? Well, here's the question. Did they ever find out that she was a stripper? No, but I think they kind of were suspicious. It wouldn't have surprised them at all. If they thought about it, they probably would have deduced that eventually. Uh huh. And people were asking questions for sure. They were like, what the fuck? Who the fuck was that? <laughs> but you know, I love you for bringing a stripper to a wedding on two days notice. Dude, I wasn't about to be all depressed and we had a really nice time together. She was really nice. And yep. that was it. You know, we had a little fling and it was, it was over. Boy, that's fun. That is fun. You are a man who has no fear of flying by the seat of your pants, <laughs> which is now I live this domestic lifestyle. It's interesting. My wings have been clipped a bit, but dude, that used to be my move all the time. I'd meet a new girl and I would invite her to a wedding immediately. Damn, bro. That is a huge leap of faith. I know. Because weddings are onerous. They're long and they are, 
you know, there's a there's a choreography, there's a schedule. There are you move from this place to this place. You have to sit silently and respectfully during the ceremony, and then you have to go to this place for pictures. And there's a certain amount to drink, and then there are toasts. I mean, and then you know you're spending the night in a hotel room with a with a perfect stranger. You, the, it you need yeah. somebody who knows the ropes a little, dude. Absolutely, and I just, you know it was one of these kind of like. I don't know why I went through a phase where I felt like I needed to be wild and spontaneous to make people like me. So like I'd meet these girls and I would just immediately do something like that to like shock them. Like, Oh my God. I'd be like, you want to do something crazy? Yeah. Like want to come to these weddings with me type of thing. <laughs> this girl, Taryn that I date, I ended up dating her for a little while, but like our, us dating started with me inviting her to consecutive weddings in the same month. One of them was a family wedding. And then the other, and my, my family loved her. Like, dude, I, that's amazing. You know, but but I think ultimately it was the wrong way to be doing it. It was sort of like you you blow your bubble too early. Like you do these crazy romantic gestures and then like where do you go from there? You know what I mean? It's just kind of like What with the with the ladies? It's kind of it's kind of manufactured and like unnecessary. It doesn't need why do I need to be so crazy? You know what I mean? It's a phase that I'm glad I've you gotten can't, over. You can't uh, raise the bar after that. Going from a wedding on weekend 1 to then like want to have a drink on a Thursday night. Right. Is, yeah, oh, it's is weird. A, a come down. It's a let, exactly. It's a letdown, and like, be, it's almost like you get addicted to having the stakes being so high. Like you need yeah. wild things, and then like normal shit isn't fun, which is wrong. You know what I mean? Um, I can see that. I can see that totally. Yeah. So I, I've grown out that. of that phase. Well, that's good. <laughs> um, that's good, dude. So anyway, back to the, the guy. No, I'm glad you brought that up. That was way more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> this story ends with this guy. He he's given a plus one. He decides that he doesn't want to go to the wedding. It may have been that the plus one couldn't make it anymore either. Uh, and he just doesn't really want to go, but he's wondering what the cash gift is the proper cash gift for backing out of a wedding two weeks before the wedding mm. with him for him and for a plus one. Why is he backing out? I can't remember exactly. He okay. just either he doesn't want to go or can't make it or okay. something came up. I, I don't even know what it is. But he and he's saying he's factoring in the plus one to this decision. I told him he had to uh, certainly. Right. That's because two of, spots at the wedding. That's two yeah. meals. Yeah. You know, it's two people. And there's I, a there's a true cost per person of wedding planning. Right. Right. Um, I think that you just give them a gift still and take into account the fact that you bailed. So what's that number for you? Oh, man, it depends how nice the wedding is, dude. Does it? Yeah. I've been to some fucking shitty weddings. So dude. what's your baseline gift when you go to a wedding? Do you have a number? Do you have like a set number? No. Like, it depends. Like, if it's uh, people that I'm close enough with where I know that I can get them something specific that's good, I'll do that. It's not usually money. Like, the registry, if I'm being lazy. But I've noticed that a lot of the weddings I've been going to lately don't have registries. Um, yeah, I mean everybody just wants money now. Yeah, yeah, that's so, my understanding. I don't have a flat cash number. Do you? I have a I have a ballpark. Yeah. What is it? If I if I'm you invited to a wedding solo, which I I wouldn't imagine that that will ever happen again. <laughs> but uh, for me, just alone, I would give a two hundred and fifty dollar check. Okay, or, that sounds or good. Cash. That sounds pretty good. Two fifty, and then if it's me and a plus one, I'll probably give like maybe depending on how close I am to the couple, 
I might go up to like 400. Okay. But dude, if I'm in the wedding, it's, it's 500 minimum. Wow. Yeah. Dude, you're just the best fucking wedding goer, man. Chris Stefano said on his podcast that if he's in the wedding, he's if he's going to like a, a wedding of a, of a really good friend, he's giving a thousand. Wow. Which I thought was pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. That's generous. That's pretty impressive. But yeah, dude, five five hundred. I I I backed out of a wedding because I asked to open for Theo Vaughn at the Wilbur on the weekend of this wedding. Yeah, and that. I was so excited about it, and I was also taping my special there like a couple months later so i was i needed to get needed a sense of the space and i had to back out of this wedding i don't know three weeks four weeks ahead of time mm-hmm. now granted it was just me but these were people i really liked and i wasn't in the wedding but i wasn't that far away right. probably from being in the wedding right this is an, a, a people i really really liked and i sent them 500 bucks That's 500 nice. That's nice. now that is an that is an absolution of guilt yes it is. I'm absolving of myself of the guilt of the late withdrawal. Yes, by paying more. Yes, that's good. I think and it's it's a bit like uh, the process of of tithing. What's that? That was when in the Catholic Church you could pay your way into heaven. Got it. And and it was like people who had more money were exactly allowed to skip is, tiers yeah. of the hierarchy. Interesting. And that's why Protestantism. One of the reasons why Protestantism flourished. Got it. Because they had issues with with the fact that the rich you could, could buy your way out of stuff, buy their way out of sin. Got it. Wow, that's crazy, man. But dude, yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely, you gotta, you gotta fucking do it. Yeah. So I told uh, this guy, I was like, I, I kind of expected him. You know, he was asking me what his, the number should be, and I was like, Well, what are you thinking? And he was like, I'm thinking seven hundred. And I was like, Dude, that's way too. That's much. a lot. Yeah. Because he doesn't even care about the couple. Yeah, it's too much. Where, where I'm like, all right, because because those factors come into play. How yeah. much do you like them? How much do you want to preserve the friendship? How much do you want to soften the blow of not attending their wedding? Yeah. Uh, and and money can do that. Yeah. Have you ever been invite? Like, have have you ever had a wedding thing like this affect a friendship negatively? Like, there's two ways. Like, a you don't go to their wedding and then you like feel ashamed, so you talk to them less, and then it just becomes this weird thing like that, or um, they don't invite you, and that is offensive. I'm a weird dude in that I appreciate it when people don't invite me to their wedding. Interesting. It is such a commitment for me. Yeah. Um, and it's so expensive. And you do it right, apparently. So. Well, yeah, but you know, when you do it, I. It's so strange. My group of friends have, for whatever reason subscribed to this mentality that oh a wedding is something you must attend if you're invited interesting you must attend because they say things like you know my parents told me that they remember every single person right. who attended their wedding right. they I've remember every single one and you know there are i get wedding invitations i've gotten wedding invitations where i was astonished to be invited and did hadn't you go? spoken to the couple and or or either of the people in like years and years. Uh, I've 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 missed a couple. I've missed yeah. a few, and I don't particularly feel bad about the ones I missed. There, the one where I I paid a lot. I paid five hundred yeah. to get out of it. I feel bad that I didn't go to that, but, but I didn't you, really have a choice. You, had, dude. you didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. You didn't have a choice. Um, I've had times where I felt bad that I didn't get invited, just because I want to be invited. Even if I meant I didn't want to go, I would feel bad. 
I've had my feelings hurt by not being invited. Before. Interesting. And I know that I have felt weird about not going to people's weddings. And I've had a couple of friends where like, we sort of just didn't talk to each other for a few years until enough time went by where we both kind of like forgot about so it. So they took it personally. Maybe, or maybe not, but like they were distant enough of a friend where it was like weird to be that direct about discussing it. Yeah. It's always worth it to just discuss it. Yeah. Just get ahead of it. Like you said. I agree. I agree. I mean, there's just so much that goes into the the commitment of a wedding. You know, you gotta you gotta get your gift together, you gotta book mm-hmm. a hotel, you gotta book a flight, maybe you have to rent a tux. And if you can't rent a tux, you might as well wear a pair of bird dogs. <laughs> You might as well wear some bird dogs with Absolutely. a nice blazer because a lot of people will not be able to tell that those bird dogs pants are not dress pants. You will absolutely be able to get away with it. You will be comfortable on the dance floor. You will be able to jump and jive and stretch <laughs> and sing. Yeah. And when you go into the bathroom to fucking bang out your date, yeah, you can just sure. pull your pants down one fell swoop. That's it. Get it on. Don't even need to remove the underpants because they're sewn into the lining of the pants themselves. Correct. Uh, we love our bird dogs pants. They are the perfect pant for spring, for golf, for anything that you're doing. Nice and cool on the old legs. They're great. And if you use the promo code OOPS right now, you will get a pair of rubber sandals. Wink, wink. You know what those are (laughs) right now. Go to birddogs.com, promo code oops, and you'll get a pair of rubber sandals with your first purchase. Love it, dude. Love it. Um, Um, Dude, so you you were talking about your special. I have a question for you mm -hmm. about that. Yeah. Um, So you, I, I wonder what that must have felt like to sort of have that and we don't have to talk about this if you don't want to. No, it's fine. To have this sort of like pinnacle moment where you're like doing these things that you could have never dreamed you were of doing. This meteoric rise where like you had been, you know, given the amount of time you'd been doing stand up, like everything was happening so quickly. And so like all that, all good things happening. Right. And then by sort of what happened with your barstool stuff happening, did that sort of like take like what happened to the special what is that feeling like was it like a like how did you bounce back from yeah i mean unfortunately dude um you know i think that the experience of taping it was the height of the happiness and excitement yes and that after that night it was all downhill from there what is the time frame like between these so that happened in I think early May we taped it. I think we released it in June. And then at the very end of June, I was fired. That dude, I I can't imagine what that feels like. And they say what doesn't kill you makes you stronger type of thing. Yeah. Do you relate to that? Like, is it something that's still, that you still think about? Of course I think about it. Um, And, you know, we, founded this podcast a little bit along the theme of uh of learning from mistakes and and failures and you know that's where the name oops comes from mm-hmm. um and our very first episode i sort of tell the story of all of that and, and it's i've told it a number of times on on different podcasts and it's it's a really now i guess we're i don't know two or three years removed from it and um are we even i don't even think so i think i was fired halfway through 2018 dude 
2018? Either that or 2019. It had to be 2019. So it's either it two 2019. Or... Two years. Okay. Yeah. Well, whatever it may be, um, the thing that was strange to me was that when I got fired, I really felt like I had made a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I was embarrassed and humiliated and i couldn't believe that i had just like totally misread a situation Mm -hmm. as as much as i had and then of course you know my boss dave portnoy issued this long like statement on twitter filming himself and calling me kind of like a monster and i don't know if he said the word monster but he was basically like this is crazy that he did this this is not what we stand for you know Mm -hmm. this is not what barstool is and then erica nardini my other boss like reiterated some of those points and was like we have to be better we have to be better was i wrong i mean like (laughs) how, how did i not like yeah i screwed up but like how do you compare that against where the line was like where was the line um there You know what I mean? Uh, When I joined the company up to that point, there were, there was a laundry list of jokes that had aged poorly and, you know, Portnoy publishing Tom Brady's infant son's naked picture on the website and being like, look at the size of the howitzer on this kid (laughs) for which he got in big trouble. Right. And, um, you know, and any number of like, whatever, all the things that they get accused of. And I, I'm not saying that the accusers are right to come after them. Like, you know, as, as Dave always says, they're just trying to be funny. And I agree with that. And, and, and I think that, uh, the success of Barstool against, uh, this, this sort of the closing walls of cancel culture and the heightened, uh, sensitivity to, to sort of like buzzwords and all of that, you know, speaks to, I guess, the authenticity of their brand and the fact that they never back down. But for me, it was impossible to know what was allowed and what wasn't. And it's almost like you were being encouraged to do what you were doing. And then you got received this colossal slap on the wrist for it. Yeah. And, and what's, what's also weird. And by the way, I'm not complaining. Like they fired me. I get it. Dude, I I stood by their decision at the time. I, I still, you handled it like a gentleman. I still and think it's it was it was fine for unlucky, them to fire man. me. But but what the problem is too is that I've since learned, Dave has since said on on radio shows and on podcasts that like part of the reason that I was fired was that I was no longer, as he puts it, loyal to the brand. And that um, you know, had I been more of a guy who seemed to be putting the company first, they would have gone to bat for me interesting but if that's the case then why did they say that their hands were tied and they had no choice but to fire me uh because of what i did that those two things are incongruous to Mm me um and and if you want to know why i wasn't particularly loyal to the brand the reason is that a year into my time there I remember Dave published a blog where I think they had come under fire for something and Dave in the blog listed about four people that he was like, if any one of these people at the company were to write a blog or make a mistake, I would come to their defense. Everyone else is expendable. 
mm-hmm. and I wasn't on that list. And right. that was the moment for me where I was like, all right, this is a job. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. I work for a company and I'm going to work my ass off and do the best I can, but I'm going to work for me. Right. I'm going to work to increase my paycheck. I'm going to work to increase my following so that if something catastrophic happens, whether it's I get fired or the company explodes and goes under, I will still have a safety net. I'll have somewhere to, something to fall back on. Right. And that was always my mindset. And that's, I think, what probably rubbed Dave the wrong way. He knew that I wasn't a guy willing to take a bullet for the brand. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't willing to take a bullet for the brand because I knew from a very early point that the brand was not going to take a bullet for me. Right. So, you know, Dude, there it is. That's the way it was. And uh, I'll tell you, man, I. If there's anything that like bugs me, it's that they still they still talk about me and they like have changed the story about why they fired me. Mm. Lack of loyalty. You know, he wasn't willing to work with uh, sponsors and, and brands. I did so much sponsored content there. I just we had this weird and I'm like airing a lot of shit out now, but it's weird because I don't, I never talk about this stuff, but um, they had told us that there was a company policy of if a brand comes to you and wants you to advertise for them on your Instagram or on your Twitter, um, you have to turn them down because those are brands that are trying to work around our sales team, Mm -hmm. get better rates so they don't have to pay the company, you know, for the collaboration and i was like all right that's fine but then there were some people at the company who were still doing it anyway Mm -hmm. untouchable people big people right and finally one day a brand hit me up oh no sorry yeah multiple brands had hit me up and been like hey would you be willing to do a sponsored song or whatever and i was like i can't sorry if you want that you have to go through barstool Mm -hmm. they were like fine um but then finally one day the sales team came to me and they were like, we've sold an ad for you to post on your Instagram. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, do I get a, a piece of that? And they were like, no, oh, you sure. work for us. And we had been told all along that our social media was our own thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I talked to, to Big Cat about it. And he was like, yeah, you don't have to do that. Talk to Dave. And I went to Dave. And then that really pissed Dave off. And he was like. Did, he was like pissed at you? Yeah, and and I understand Dave's position too. Like at at some point, I have to be willing to, you know, to to take one for the team, like to to give one back to this company that had been so great to me and paid totally. me and all of that. And he was like, Jesus, like really, dude, you're not gonna you're not gonna post one thing for us. And I was I was like, you know what, I, I made a mistake there. But that is kind of what I think led to and it was another piece that led to right. him thinking that I wasn't for the brand. Um, however. For all of the, I did so much sponsored content on the website. I yeah, did a, right. a five video series for Puma. I did a video for Burger King. I did a, 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 a Roman whole commercial shoot where I played four different characters and went out. I mean, I did, I did a lot of sponsored right. content. So it was only stuff that was going to go on my social media. Correct. Where I was like, well, I don't think that that, I mean, you know, where what's I don't really understand this kind of agreement here. So I regret that I did that. And and I I, I agree with Dave that like I at, at towards the end I probably wasn't uh as as let's say loyal to the brand as I should have been, but I was never disloyal. Totally. I was never stabbing the company in the back. 
And dude, there's something interesting about something that you said about the idea that they're kind of changing the story. There have been times where I've been removed from projects and they gave me a reason. And like, I thought the reason was bullshit. And then they gave me another reason. And then they gave me another. And then like a year later, we talk about it and there's another reason. And Mm -hmm. it's like all these reasons kind of like tap into your insecurities too. So it's like, you don't know what's true. And like, it would just be really nice if there was some specific reason. And sometimes you just are never going to get that. And you have to be okay moving on. I, I agree. But I, in yourself. I also think that they've shifted the reasoning because a lot of the fans were pretty vocal over the years being like, well, why did you fire this guy? I mean, every time there's like a crazy scandal that comes out now, they're like, really? You fired Francis for this? Right. And then this flies. And they'll, they'll say that. You'll see fans that. say that. And then I think that, you know, people at the company see it. And that's when they're like, well, we didn't really fire oh, him for what he they, wrote. They it was because he was new. actually, you know, tough to work with. Or like, it's like, well, you're just, you're just changing the tune to whatever suits your narrative at right, this point. Right, and right. now you're, and then you're, you're, you're shitting on me. And like, you're making me look unprofessional and marring my reputation and my credibility. And I, I don't appreciate that. Totally. You know what I mean? Cause I, I, like to think that ever since I was fired, I have always been weirdly loyal to the brand. Like I was like, yeah, I, I understand why they fired me. I deserved it. And I've never talked shit about you them. You talk highly about them. And and I still, I hope that what I've just said is not seen as talking shit about them. It's just like, I'm kind of reflecting on it all. In fact, I have this, there's a woman from Business Insider who keeps emailing me. She's writing some kind of story about I think Portnoy oh, right now. Shit. And it sounds like it's going to be a big hit piece. And she keeps asking me if I'll like confirm. It's like succession details. <laughs> and I, I immediately was like, uh, I'd prefer not to be involved. I'm sorry. Like best of luck. And then she like hit me back and she was like, well, could I call you and just ask you a series of yes or no questions anonymously to confirm a lot of the things that I've been hearing. And I was like, no, <laughs> And like, why would you be like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, how right. is that like clearly? And she was like, Hello. well, what if we spoke completely off the record? And, um, and, and fundamentally I don't agree with sewering a company that I used to work for. Um, I, I have no interest in watching them fail. They did a lot for me. Yeah. You know, they, they gave me a fan base. They built me up and, you know, obviously ended fucking horrifically. <laughs> <laughs> like a Hindenburg <laughs> level explosion. Um, but even so, like I have, I'm not, I am not uh, vindictive about mm-hmm. it and I am, am at peace in, in many ways. So um, it's strange to, to see what's kind of happening there. And, and, and also when people still sort of connect me back to the brand, every time I do something good, inevitably people then like, write in the comments or like tweet back at me like it's time for you to go back to barstool oh, right. like you've earned you've 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 done your time you've done your <laughs> you've and then they'll like tag dave in it and i'm like fucking hell dave has no interest in hiring me back i don't have any interest in going back to work there i already worked there it ended horribly <laughs> i why nobody nobody wants this right we've all moved on they're doing fine you yeah. know yeah um Without me. So anyway, that's my whole uh, piece on all of that. Well, Francis, that is very uh, interesting insight. And I appreciate, you know, your honesty. And I know that that, you know, is potentially an annoying thing to have to talk about. So 
you know, it's, it's a little stuff. bit like a, an old relationship that that went sour, and um, enough time has elapsed that I I accept it for what it is. But there are definitely some things at, that I, as a, as a proud person, who um, you know, with an ego, obviously, mm-hmm. I, I have a hard time watching or seeing. Yeah, uh, dude, taking and, an L sucks. You know, no matter what form it is, but you know, not to be cheesy, but the way that you handle those situations often dictates sort of your the outcome in general. Like it's easy to do well when things are good. How do you do well when things are not good? And I would argue that you've done very well when things are yeah, not good. Yeah, look, so. you know, I'm happy. Um, I filed my taxes a couple weeks ago and my overall income was greater than it was in my last year at barstool so there you go from a numerical standpoint i feel as though i'm doing just as well if not better right and i'm infinitely happier wonderful um so that's good yeah man man. guys if you're thinking about starting a podcast fill in the blanks here if i were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast i'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor and then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Well, you made you made a reference about the Hindenburg, um, and I was thinking about this the other day. So it's hilarious that you just brought this up. But have you ever been on a blimp? No, <laughs> I haven't. Do people ride blimps still? I don't know if they get around on them. I think if you were to get a ride on a blimp, it would be because your uncle works for like for like Goodyear, Goodyear, <laughs> and you were going up for the day. So that's the thing. Someone has like someone is flying that blimp, right? Is it like yeah. drone now, or someone has to actually fly the blimp? Mm, I don't know the answer to that. I saw this online, and I don't believe that it's true. But then somebody like doubled down and showed me the New York Times article. But apparently. The initial function of the top of the Empire State Building was for parking and boarding blimps. What? And there's this image of like people on the top of the Empire State Building walking up a ladder onto a blimp from the top of the building. But hold on a second. The Empire State Building, the top of it is one big long meat thermometer. I'm going to show you a blimp landing on that is an instant skewering. Yes. So the blimp pulls up to the side of it. Okay. Check it out. Whoa. Is that real? <laughs> like, I don't think so, dude, but apparently it was in the New York Times. So, like, blimps can rest in place. They can sort of hover the way the hel- a helicopter would. Is that right? I, I guess. Yeah. Mm. But, dude, like, you know, blimps were about to be so, like, a real form of transportation until the Hindenburg. Right? There's that great scene in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where they oh, take wow. the blimp ride and That's they were crazy. going from point A to point B on a blimp. Remember that? Yeah, I do. Dude, hot take. Indiana Jones 1 and Indiana Jones 3 don't hold up for me as an adult, but the Temple of Doom does. And the Come on. I'm serious. Have you watched them recently? No. <laughs> I'm telling you, people say Temple of Doom's the worst. For me, it's the best one. I don't know. There are parts of Temple of Doom that are solid. I think the whole beginning scene where they're like flying around the streets of 
Tokyo or whatever the hell. They're in uh, either Shanghai or I think Shanghai. Okay, Shanghai. Those are solid. Yeah. But once they go into the... To India? The whole temple and the cannibalism thing and all of that. The heart? Yeah. (laughs) Gets a little wonky. Iconic scene. Whereas I think think them fighting the Nazis in Raiders of the Lost Ark and Temple of Doom is just so timeless. I got to watch them again. I don't know. Um, well, do you know that when I met Harrison Ford in that famous picture, <laughs> the question I asked him was, "How did you guys film the blimp scene in?" It's a good question. Last, well, I was so curious. I it was something. I said something like, "How did you film the airplane fight scene from temp, from Last Crusade, where you're detaching from the blimp?" And he gave me a really uh, involved detailed like answer answer what he and said. by like word four because i was nine by word four <laughs> i was completely checked out and just staring at his earring <laughs> i remember being like how does he have one earring that's so cool he was funny at the oscars this year too dude he's like a funny guy i didn't watch the oscars i did just because i watched all the like movies and stuff. i watched um i watched the movie you said which was woman Promising Young Woman. Promising Young Woman. That movie was spectacular. That movie's awesome, right? Spectacular. That movie will, is a crazy, awesome, fun movie. Dude, Bo Burnham, by the way, is my idol. He killed it. He, he was good. I didn't know that he was in the movie. He shows up. He's great, right? And, and a really realistic portrayal of a guy who's like a good guy who was like around for this bad thing that like, yeah. It's fair that that smeared their situation. I'm totally. not going to ruin the movie for you guys. But. Yeah. So he is now coming out with a new special on Netflix. Have you oh, seen really? This? A comedy special? Yeah. And it's very kind of interesting. It's 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 just a live special, but it's there's no audience. It's just him inside. It's called Inside. Cool. And he's teasing it with these really cool trailers. He hasn't done a special in a number in a while, of years. Yeah. I don't even think he's done stand-up in a while. And his musical stand-up is what made, made me him, think that adding music to my stand-up no would be something I no could way. do. Dude, I had dinner with him like right next to your apartment. What? Yeah. It was like I I wasn't the one facilitating the dinner. I was having dinner with somebody else who brought him without telling me. And like we had this dinner together and it was great. No way. Yeah. Um it was he when was this? Two two years ago, three years ago. Really? Dude, he's a star, man. He's a director now. He's like, dude, he did he did a uh, eighth grade for which he I think yeah. he won uh, the SAG award. Dude, I mean, totally. He's sort of like a Donald Glover type. Yeah, like the industry has sort of given him a clean slate to do whatever totally. project. He totally. Wants. Yeah. Um, very cool though. Yeah. Um, dude, the yeah, I guess we don't want to talk about movies anymore, right? Yeah. No. We've talked too much about movies. Um, I went to a workout class. You did for, yesterday for the first time. Which one? SLT. Those are hard. I was actually supposed to go with Ashley Hesseltine, who canceled on me because mm. she fucking fell in love with her foster dog, who's now about to be her dog. Yeah. Um, I think she made it official. Azul. She did. Part Azul. of the Hesseltine family. That's very cool. Um, Girls got to eat. Shout out our, uh, our, our baby mamas. Well, dude, I made a very, I made a faux pas for this when I went to this class. Oh boy. So I showed up late, not late. The class had just begun when I arrived. Now I, my toe was fucked up, but I was, I wasn't going to get to get the credit back. Okay. So I couldn't plank at all on my feet. Yep. Not that I would be able to anyway. I'd probably just be adjusting within five seconds of each exercise of how hard they are. But I needed the teacher to know that I was adjusting my stuff because of my foot. Mm-hmm. I needed her to know that my ego couldn't handle her just thinking that I couldn't do stuff. 
So I told her in the middle, in the middle of the class sort of, and she sort of has like a speaker on and I start telling her and she's like, what the, like, what your toe? What? Like, <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, she's like, yeah, yeah. Just like adjust it. And I like felt really embarrassed. And I don't know, like, I guess she's right though. You know what I mean? Like I, I was interrupting the class to be that person who's like, you know, I have a strain. Yeah. Well, don't they tell you in exercise classes, if you have any injuries, let us know beforehand, which is, I couldn't do it beforehand because it had started. It was ah, at hand. We were at hand. I see. I see. <laughs> so <laughs> I must've been, I'm that annoying guy in the class. Who's all needy. Like I, I don't know, Yeah. but it was good to be those, back in there. Those classes are hard. They are hard. Strength and length and tone. Uh, it's impossible. It's all core stuff. And it's just, you're shaking the whole time. Yeah, dude. It's, it's a great work. But, we hung out and we were doing, I was doing a spot up at stand, stand up New York. Yes. We had a couple pops up there to we celebrate sure the return of indoor comedy. And then we were going back to your new apartment for me to see it for the first time. And we smoked a joint a couple times, which by the way, I pulled this joint out right before we were going to get on the subway. And uh, you were like, Oh, let me get a hit of that. And I didn't think you would want to, because you, whenever we talk about weed, I you say, say that it. you get anxious. Yeah. There are some, some nights it just hits me the right way. Like I'll be in 100% of the nights we hang out. <laughs> you want to <laughs> smoke weed with me. So dude, it's funny because it's always, I have always such a different experience. Like some nights I think I want it and it turns out that I was right. And other nights I'm like, fuck what I smoke. I feel I like hate myself. Got it. Got it. Um, I wonder if the, the type of weed has anything to do with that. Maybe. But all of this is to say we, <laughs> we smoke, you know, a, a quarter of a joint uh, before, you know, <laughs> putting it back in the little holder and then getting on the subway to ride downtown to Julio's apartment. And we get about four or five stops. We're having a very lively Dude, what an conversation. Fucking ride downtown. Dude, I am out of nowhere. The thirst hits me like <laughs> I've been trekking through the mojave for <laughs> weeks with no canteen no oasis no refreshment whatsoever <laughs> i am parched beyond repair <laughs> cracked lips sun-dried face uh my mouth feels like a, a cotton field you know and i am so thirsty and i'm i'm deeply i can't even swallow and i start telling julio about this and he's like i don't know what to tell you man i'm not I'm gonna like, like oh, i'm not gonna spit in your mouth <laughs> like a bird and uh loosen you up a little next thing you know Dude. i look up and i spot on the opposite bench about six feet down the subway car, a woman holding a glass of water, <laughs> a full glass of water, a glass of water. Like she was in her own living room. Yeah. And, and, and took that a on glass the glass of water that would be in your cabinet, in your kitchen. And I go, what the fuck? <laughs> Look at that. That woman's holding a glass of water. And I say this to Julio, we start laughing. She sees me pointing at Pointing her. and laughing. And, and gee, what happens next? She just got like super upset. She had headphones in. She had headphones in and she kind of like scoured at Francis. Yeah, because clearly she thought that I was being like, look at that bitch over there. Yeah. And I'll tell you what else though. There's a chance that like that was, was sort of magnified because francis was high it's possible i don't think that the reaction was as overt as you thought it was maybe not but 
Francis then, without like saying anything to me, he just decides as we like get off the train with this woman. We're about to get we're off. We're about to get off. He goes and he starts talking to her and he starts be saying this like very nuanced thing. He's like, I didn't want you to think that I was pointing at you because we were like making fun of you or something. I was just telling him that and it's just getting really confusing. I had to write the ship. <laughs> he had to. I had to correct the record. I couldn't have this woman thinking that I was just another guy on the subway <laughs> being an asshole, pointing and laughing at a woman for whatever reason. So I, dude, I think you end up winning her over because he ends up being like, you know, I just thought you were like my guardian angel. I said that. <laughs> And she finally laughed. And I thought, thank God I can sleep tonight. Uh, he he but, did that. You're my guardian angel with his hands yeah. forward like this. It was so fucking funny. I stood up and I was like, I can't let this lie. <laughs> and I, I went up to her. She had headphones in. I was like, hey. And I'm waving at her. She's like, don't, don't talk to me. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, listen, I, I, I have to say this. And she like took one headphone out. And I was like, I am the thirstiest person on earth right now. And I saw you holding that glass of water and I pointed and said, oh my God, is she, is, did she bring that for me? Like, are you my guardian angel? And by this point she was like, all right, you know, it's not as bad as I thought. It's just so funny how badly he needed to sort of correct the situation. I couldn't, I couldn't have it that way. I couldn't have her thinking that I was some chauvinist, you know, typical toxic male. Um, Francis was sort of like crusading downtown, like, doing good deeds because then after we get off the subway, yes, we sort of stumble upon this fresh crime scene. This is weird, dude. We were trying to find white claws, which by the way, we forgot that in New York, like things still close early. Yeah. Like the like curfews haven't been lifted. So there were no convenience stores open, right. but this one convenience store that we sort of stumbled upon and Francis, I think vividly remembers this. I do. And I, not only were we trying to find white claws, I was desperate to find water. Cause if you can believe it, that woman didn't let me have a sip. <laughs> of hers after that very clear <laughs> explanation of my intention. Uh, but we're walking and we come upon this deli and there is a squad car of police officers standing outside milling around. And then we look and one of the windows to one of the doors, the glass doors has been is exploded. Right. There's shattered glass. It looked like a movie, like the, way the glass is shattered and just someone had thrown a brick through it. It just happened. Yeah. Instantly. It was fresh. Um, so we realized like, okay, well we can't go in there to buy this. And the guy was like, yeah, we're closed. We're closed. And there's these two poor guys who run this, you know, clearly mom and pop bodega type place are sweeping up the glass and you couldn't help but think given that everything we're hearing on the news, that maybe it was a hate crime of some kind. Mm -hmm. Um, and as we start walking away, I'm like, I kind of want to give those guys some money to just like help them on their way and, and like help them repair the door, even though I'm sure it was covered by insurance or whatever. And Julia was like, that's a really good idea. And I'm like, I don't know. You know, I, I wanted to give them $20 for one bottle of water. That was my hope. I was <laughs> like, I wanted them to just be like, I'll be like, can you just bring me a bottle of water? Keep the change help yourselves out or whatever. And we keep walking. And then Julio's like, I think you should go do that. Well, because I, I, I sensed that you thought for some reason it wasn't a good idea. Like it was weird or something. Yeah. I, I wanted you to know that it was not weird. Well, I had to hand them the, the 20 through the hole in the door. 
which was, by the way, no, but the entire, there was no door. The, so the there was no the bottom half of right. the oh, door. Right. The, the hole was in the bottom. So I had right. to reach through this fucking weird. Glory hole. Yeah. This shattered <laughs> glass to hand them this 20. And the guy was like, no, we're good. And I'm like, I just want to give this to you to, you know, just do whatever. Help, help you guys out a little. And he's like, oh, okay, thanks. That was nice. And I then he like went it. back to sweeping. But I think it meant more to you than it did to that guy. Dude, I don't agree. He seemed very grateful. And you I'll thought? tell you what. You are so so the hero and I'm the villain in Get this situation. Out of here. Because as I walk by, I ask them, Are you guys open? Because I still wanted to buy white claws. <laughs> and he looked at me with disgust. He went, yeah, No, see. man. And I was like, fuck. I was like so embarrassed. But I wasn't sure. I'm like, maybe they would feel good to still do some business right now or something. Yeah. And then you went back and saved the situation. I had to go back, but you know, I didn't get that water and I continued on to your apartment thirsty valiantly as, as a Doberman. <laughs> really needed to quaff immediately um anyway so that was our eventful night out on the town we're, we're, they're they're starting to happen with more frequency dude it's good it's just yeah. it's just fun to like have these sort of spontaneous funny random nights like i'm amazed we've had so much to talk about with how little there has been to do yeah <laughs> we always figure out something to talk about well it's gonna get even spicier now as uh as the world really gets ramped back up it's a big summer that we're looking at and uh dude i'm having a vaccine mandatory birthday party that's a great idea what i'm doing everyone's gonna have to show their vax cards yep my gf is throwing me a, b- a b-day party i don't know why i'm using so many abbreviations <laughs> my gf's throwing me a b-day party um it's gonna be really fucking fun you guys are both invited obviously hawk y'all um and i know you guys are both juiced up so that should be good um, getting that spike mm-hmm. um and yeah or or like proof of a negative test within within like 40 oh hours. you're allowing that too that I it's guess. not just know. a vaccine I, we want to make it just va- i'm pretty sure everybody i know is, is almost vaxxed up at this point got it um all so it I guess takes we'll is see. one bad apple though that's true but whatever um yeah I'm looking forward to that. And I guess that's just like the future of chilling in the near future. That'll be a blast, dude. And uh, I think with that, we come to the happy end of our beloved podcast. The end of another episode. We're coming up on our 200th episode, which is actually going to correspond with Chris's birthday, we think, mm-hmm. um, if we've done the math correctly. So we'll have some sort of joint celebration for that. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure to subscribe to Francis's Patreon. Guys. Oh, that's so sweet. Seriously, yeah. it's it's important and it's sort of like a nice opportunity for Francis as he's kind of gone out on his own, taking the leap, betting on himself. You know, if you got a couple bucks to spare per month, you can get all the stuff that you've been enjoying for free um, and kind of take the middleman out of the equation. That's Directly it. support the artists that you yeah. love. So. Listen, $5 a month gets you alternate side parking every week plus a song every Friday. And if you don't like it after the first month, you can cancel and you're out five bucks. But something tells me you're going to stick around. Uh, My writing, all of my writing is also available at the $10 tier. And it would mean a lot to me if you guys would, would check it out. So I'm putting my best effort forward. Chris is doing a lot of the editing of the videos we're making. And uh, I think you'll enjoy what you find. So thank you, Julia. I appreciate that. Beautiful. Um, You know the rest. Oops, the podcast. Send us your stories, your thoughts, whatever. Oopspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Adna Julio. He's at Francis C. C. Ellis. Let's fucking go. Summer, baby. <laughs>